Hello, everyone. Welcome to week 31 of the It Doesn't Matter podcast. And we've got myself, John, and we've got... Bobby Platano. <laughs> you know, we haven't done this for 31 weeks, apparently. <laughs> we've got Poppy Platano. Yes, he is. And we've got... I am the notorious one. I am Dom. Boom. There he is, and uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world of professional wrestling, but mostly focus on one singular individual, and that individual's name is C.M. Punk. Yeah. Also known as Phil Brooks. Oh, boy. Phil Brooks. <laughs> right now, he's Phil Brooks. Sadly. Yeah. That's well, all we got right no, now. No, not. Well, okay. We're going to be joking a little bit, but he's still C.M. Punk. I'm sure he owns the name in some way, shape, or form. Maybe. He's we no longer a chick magnet... This guy, he's a controversial man. Ah, very good. Very good, good. sir. Bravo. Bravo. Very nice. Good job, boss. Good job, boss. Tell us more, boss. (laughs) Let's take it back to 2011. This guy, he aired out his grievances on Monday Night Raw after a match with John Cena. After John Cena had a match against, who was it, uh, R-Truth? R-Truth? That was so long Mm. ago, I can't tell you. Wasn't it The Miz? No, no, no. Actually, now I'm confused. Uh, CM Punk and John Cena had a match, and that's when the Nexus interfered. Yes. Yeah, nah, so never mind we, that. We, we talking about when... Um, Ooh, memories. The, the pipe bomb. The no, pipe bomb. wasn't yeah. The Rock there. I guess he made an appearance, and then in, um, hmm. Punk nah, interfered at the end. I'm pretty sure. I know Cena went through a table, and the match ended like that. And then, yeah, that's when CM Punk came out yeah. in a Stone Cold t-shirt. We're going to have the fans and, tell us, uh, hey, we know what was there. Yeah, all right, long story short, he aired out his grievances. Yeah. All the stuff he was feeling towards the company, whatever. and filling. The pipe bomb. It it was a start. That was it. <laughs> a big bang starts with a boom. That's CM Punk's pipe bomb. And that Seriously. was a boom. Seriously, that's what started. Punk became the voice of the voiceless. He received a title match against John Cena contract is getting ready to expire they didn't know what to do they didn't know if he's gonna leave if he's gonna stay but you know the show was in chicago money in the bank one of the hottest money in the banks of all time probably one of my favorite money in the banks of all time hands down if not top two what's the other one that's what i'm saying i can't figure out a better one but <laughs> let's list all the money in the bank competitors over the years tyson kid ted dibiase maurice tried to climb the ladder once are you talking about Money in the Bank, the show, or Money the show, in the, bank? the show itself? Uh, okay. It doesn't yeah, matter. Not, not what the we're not about. the actual yeah, match. Say, what oh, are you okay. talking about? You got so many damn Money. In well, the you bank got the pay per view, and I'm talking about the competitors in the actual match at select pay per views over the years because there's been so many, you know, and uh, like when they do those flashback video packages and they show people who have been in a Money in the Bank match. I mean, of course, I remember we all kind of remember the early ones because there's only once a year, but then you know they started doing two, and then. It yeah. just became a mess, but really, you know, Ted DiBiase Jr. was in one of those things. Sin Cara was in one of those things, and that was the same one. I think he went through the ladder. I want to say, and then Sheamus uh, went through. You know, he got smashed through like a wooden ladder or something, and then he came back the next year with a weird ass haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's it. Anyways, that Money in the Bank match against John Cena. Man, that show, that match was amazing whatsoever. Man. It, yeah, it went what like almost a half hour. The way and the, then the way that story went was beautiful. Though. John, what's your uh, Will Smith movie Six Degrees Separation? Six Degrees of Separation. <laughs> it's not the movie. 
spot. But anyways, in the front row had Colt Cabana, Ugh. had Ace Steel. Oh boy. Right. So it's it's all gonna come full circle in I mean, the world of CM Punk. But CM Punk won the title. Nobody knew he resigned the contract, and then he showed up. What the next day? Two weeks later. Two weeks. Yeah. Was it two weeks later? Yeah. yeah two weeks later. <coughs> Excuse me. Two because weeks later, and they Vince, the same, Vince yeah, he went, held the title. Yep. And yeah, so the, the champions. CM Punk won the championship from John Cena in Chicago in front of a rabid crowd. And it's weird to think that if you watch that match back, you know there is no cult of personality. It's his original Kill Switch Engage theme song. Which Fire still, burns. I love that. What song. Randy Orton wants to be still yeah. still a banger. Um, it was. And you know, he, of course, you know he wins the title, and he, you know. Blows the kiss at whatever camera I'm looking at here. He blows a kiss to the camera, and then he runs away with a WWE title. And they had no WWE champion, so they had this weird tournament on Raw that ended up with uh, Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, Rey, Rey, Rey Mysterio being the Miz, and then John Cena beating Rey Mysterio later that night. What an asshole! And uh, <laughs> and then at the end of that show, CM Punk came out and they had a belt to belt and. That was a hot angle at the time, and it led to uh, led to better things for CM Punk down the road. But from Money in the Bank, two weeks after Money in the Bank in July, to you know like November of that year, it was a bunch of crap. I mean, they threw Kevin Nash in there, they threw Alberto Del Rio in there. It's like, what the hell? How did they mess up this easy ass storyline? Well, guess what they did? <coughs> Excuse me. I know it makes me sick as well. <laughs> so when CM, at the 2011 Survivor Series, you know um, CM Punk won the WWE title from Alberto Del Rio in a really great match. And the next night on Raw, he did an interview or something like that where he said the era of the hot potato of the WWE title is over, and that led to CM Punk's record title reign: 434 days. <laughs> Take that, Roman Reigns. But you know yeah. what? Let's acknowledge oh, him. God damn it! It's a straight edge show and. <laughs> I got some we got Pepsi me. product Since we're going straight edge for the show today You might see me throw a couple waters back It's no pitch black, but it's Mountain Dew, baby Yeah <coughs> He caught me Oh, yeah. Lord. oh boy Lord. Kids are back in school, Dom's getting sick from the kiddies again oh, Definitely not Oh boy you sure you need, need some liquor in my system. This damn straight edge episode. <laughs> there, there is something to that. You know, if you're drinking and you stop gold turkey, you, it's, weird things might happen. <laughs> All right, CM Punk, 434 days. That's right. He he fought everybody at that time, and then yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson popped back up. Yes, Dwayne, D Wayne, won the title at Royal Rumble. Right. Punk was pissed. I would be too. Oh boy. For all your listeners. Oh my goodness. No wonder you wanted some more beverages, pal. Oh Lord. But yes, uh CM Punk had a record title reign, but he you know he was not the focal point of WWE at the time because and that's what kind of irked CM Punk, probably gave him that extra motivation to be a jerk, honestly. And it came to a point, um, I think it was Hell in the Cell or some pay-per-view where he went up against Ryback, and Ryback was the hottest thing going at that time, and he was so hot as a contender and a human being. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they had to make a BS finish by inserting Brad Maddox as like the special referee to... Give him a low blow or some bullshit. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. They should. Well, Is that when the the shield debut? No, that was two months later. Oh, all right. But I could have sworn they showed up. 
No, the the Shield have made their uh, WWE debut at the Survivor Series. Um, I don't know. I don't think I don't think CM Punk faced Ryback. There it might have been Ryback and John Cena in a triple threat or something like that. Wasn't uh, uh, CM Punk the champion at the time when he was going against Ryback during his uh, winning streak? Ryback, and then that's when yeah, he, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when the Shield yeah. came out. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm so maybe right. they did face that Survivor Series, um, but that was their that wasn't their first meeting when the Shield debuted. But anyway, the uh, CM Punk helped the Shield debut. Fun fact that he didn't want Roman Reigns as uh, as a member of the Shield. He would want, he preferred Cassius Ono. Who's your hero, Chris Hero? <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. Uh, I, 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 knockout I, kid. Yeah, I, I love Chris Hero, but that wouldn't have worked in the Shield. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, if Chris Hero was still skinny, he might have worked. Well, that's why they wore black. Make you look skinny. <laughs> look at this. So I look at this. hey oh, hey oh, <laughs> Party time. All the time. But yes, uh, CM Punk went to the Royal Rumble 2013. Lost it to the Slammin' Jammin' People's Champion, The Rock. And they had a follow-up match the next month at No Way Out, or whatever the hell that February pay-per-view is called. And The Rock won, retained the title, and it went to WrestleMania 29 at MetLife Stadium. And proverbially, you know, you could argue that the main event really was CM Punk and The Undertaker. Yes. And you, you, I mean, they could have main event. I thought they were going they to. They should have. Yeah. And they should have. Um, the Rock and Cena Part 2, the match itself, they both, um, The Rock got injured early on, and it just wasn't as magical as the first one in Miami. Um, so in retrospect, CM Punk and The Undertaker... Should have main evented the show, which is what CM Punk would have wanted. And if that had happened, maybe he wouldn't have quit WWE, and then it wouldn't have led to the. That was an amazing mess match we have between today. CM Punk yes. and the Undertaker. Like, oh yeah, everything Good. Punk was doing at that time was it was main event material right there. Yeah, yeah, and he, <laughs> but he still never main evented uh, a WrestleMania main event, being the final match of the card, and that stuck in the craw of CM Punk for the rest of his life. <laughs> Till right now, yeah. Um, the Miz main evented <clears throat> that, over him. That's what really set him off back in 2011. That would too for me. I but mean, if you think oh. about, like you said, a guy like the Undertaker, that's a main event, no matter where you put him in the card, beginning, middle, end. I think Batista would agree with you. Yes, but there's only two matches: the opening match and your main event match. Those are the two that really mean something. Everything else is in between. But when you add Undertaker to WrestleMania, it doesn't matter where you have it. You're in a main yes. event. So I, I I can't agree with him when he says he wasn't a main event. In the main event, he was in the main event of that year. It's just it wasn't the... He just won't be that, that last match. I mean, if, you, if you're really particular about something, <laughs> this is going to be on your mind forever. And for a guy like CM Punk, it would bother him. And... It, and it has, and that's that's who it made CM Punk who he is today, and you can see it through his actions as we eventually jump forward to his time in AEW. But um, yeah, I think you know you look back at one moment in time. It doesn't matter if it's wrestling or just real actual history. There's always one moment in time that led a person, not necessarily to become evil, <laughs> but to become evil like CM Punk. Well, you got become. lust in your <laughs> eyes, dear Hogan. I see you with the little bit. I'm going to get you. Well, he was cupping her ass. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> don't be touching my wife's ass like that. Well, they were divorcing? Nah, uh, no, they were they're still, they're still together. together. Okay. Yeah, they're still, they're still mega-powering it. That's it. <laughs> All right, let's fast forward almost a year later to the Royal Rumble 2014. 
Didn't uh, Roman won that one? The 2014? Uh, no. No, uh, no, Batista. Batista, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, that was Punk last match in WWE. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you have a, a match of that year? Nobody. He was just in the Rumble match, wasn't he? What in the in the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Was he in the Royal? No, he was in the Royal Rumble match, and he was last eliminated by the Big Red Machine, Kane. Wow, Corporate Kane, that is. Yes, and then the next night, in I want to say Cleveland, he uh, hometown of the Miz. <laughs> even even Miz. another reason not to show up. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he had enough. He was in pain. Supposedly he had um, what was it, like a cyst or like a bulging disc, or something like that in his back, whatever. Poop in his pants. Pooping his pants and yeah. oh, they want to give him time off. That was basically it. Then you know, just like Stone Cold, he took his ball and went home. That was it. <laughs> Stone Cold took his ball and went home. Anyway, terrible, terrible. What? Six Let's months later, he's about to get married to AJ Lee. Next, you know, he get received a FedEx day of the wedding. I think the at day the of the wedding. Yeah, the day of at the wedding. He's like, you're, you're fired. fired. Won't be the first time. That's he got fired up. by, uh, you know, two top. Bosses. <laughs> Tony Khan and Vince McMahon, that is. Mm. But, you know, seven years later, he made his return in Chicago, August 20th, 2021. And, uh, well, before then, in 2018, him and Tony Khan started talking. They wanted him. He was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good right now. But, you know, he started, started, he started watching, started seeing, you know, a couple of his boys in there and whatnot. And, you know, he's... Shot Tony Khan a few texts and whatnot. You should do this. You should do this. You want to come back? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then in 20... What was it? I want to say 2020. 2020. Conversation, conversations got heavy. That was prior it, to the pandemic? Then the pandemic happened. Oof. Stopped everything. So? So um, we probably could have possibly had CM Punk in 2020 and not 2021 or 20... Yeah, 2020. He could have came back. Well, a year, year and a half. Yeah. Hmm. But, it's a, it's a know, pandemic. It messed it messed up lots of things. It did. It you know, messed up. You got to bring CM Punk back in front of a live audience. You don't want to yeah. just have Kip Saban in the front row, uh, front row, whatnot. Yeah, that that that's sad too because during that time, that's when Brody Lee and Matt Hardy um, double debuted, and because the crowd wasn't there, you didn't feel that reaction that you would have like when CM Punk came in. So. It, it, it really messed it up a lot of things. It was crazy because Brody, he was supposed to debut at Blood and Guts. And uh, where's he from? Jersey? That's where I think that was. Uh, from, New York. Uh, Buffalo, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was going to be in that area. That would have been perfect, but that messed everything up. The Exalted One. We all, Yeah, every, everyone thought that the Exalted One was supposed to be Matt Hardy, and then it was a double swerve, bro. Brody Whose house? Swerve. Oh, never mind. Wrong house. <laughs> <laughs> Straps house. <laughs> Yes, we're live from Strap's house. That's right. All the way on the top floor. <laughs> I need a drink myself. Good boy. Cream always rises to the top. Ooh, yeah. Don't do dust. that. Yeah, that does. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Not just any dust. Attic dust. Um, I thought you said angel dust. But, you know, Sam Punk was. <laughs> it's all about Go. Go. Uh, CM Punk was uh, one of the very first people Tony Khan and the Young Bucks thought of to join them in AEW, a big name, an unsigned WWE, former WWE star. 
that they could sign to the roster, but at the time, AEW was a relative unknown, and if you're a big WWE fan right now, AEW is still a relative unknown. You sorry sons of guns. Um, <laughs> but uh, CM Punk, he was always in the vision of Tony Khan. Yes. And so you can't say that Tony Khan ever had a vendetta against. I don't think anyone would say that. He was always a big fan of CM Punk. Always big wanted him boy. around. And it's, 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 it's really sad how things have ended up. Um, you know, uh, it's we, one of those things where they say you don't meet your heroes, but we don't know what really, <laughs> nah, really went it, back backstage and what went on. So you know, we can't really comment and say what specifically was wrong. You know what it's like? It's like, it's like in, in real life, maybe, you know, you come across this person, either someone you work with or someone you've met, an acquaintance, a friend of a friend, a, a, a friend of your significant other, something like that. Uh, in this situation, CM Punk, the Phil Brooks, the person, and Tony Khan, the person. Tony Khan is not Vince McMahon. Tony no, Khan, you, you yes. just said it. Yes. Tony Khan is that's it. That's Tony, how you close the show. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, Tony Khan is not a bully. He's not. He's not a vicious person. He he doesn't. I guess he doesn't fight back. I mean, whatever you want to say. He's scared for his life. You know, he, <laughs> look at him. He's a he's a he, He's smaller than Leo Rush. Come on, right. man. Is he? I don't know. Oh, boy. But you know what? We you said know. Tony Khan is a fanboy. That's what he really is. Yeah. I like you. I like you. I'm going to do what's best for you, whatever you want to do. Let's work. You my EVP. Come on now. We're going to do whatever you want to do. Vince McMahon, he's the boss. Yeah. You yes. don't listen to me. You got a problem? Squash it. That's two different management styles. Yeah. And it's who's to say which is the, the right one? You know, you as got, uh, you got so DOA many different, yeah, <laughs> so hey. many different personalities, and you gotta basically learn how to manage. Like, it's, it's something I'm actually starting to deal with now. I'm actually close to being in that management position where I'm looking at it, it's like, how do I, how do I freaking manage all these guys? Some guys are sensitive, more sensitive than others. Some that could take advice, that actually listen to the veterans. Some just don't give a fuck at all. Like they think they're they already made it, and you haven't done shit. So <laughs> I, I always count the moment in the show when we drop the first f bombs and cuss words. Well, I'm always the number one. There you go. 18 minutes, pal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that is correct. But who's to say which is the correct style? If you're having more of a, a let's get a consensus of the room yeah. management style versus I don't care what you think, I'm the boss. Who's to say which is correct or which is the right one in any given situation? You know, as a person, as, a, as, as myself, or as Dom, or as Abel, we can each think which is the proper manner of style that we would appreciate or we would feel best led by. Yes. Um, and, you know, <laughs> because we're young, we're young guys, we're, we're not old guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we grew up in a certain generation, we grew up a certain way. We're used to the Vince McMahon style boss, where it's my, his way or the highway. We're used yeah, to that. The only difference is, though... Vince will actually go out there and do everything you do to show that, hey, if I can do it, your ass better be able to do it, too. Yeah, Not too right. many bosses are like that. It's always, you do this, you do this. You, that's that's a boss. Are you saying Tony Khan would not zip line down the arrowhead pond I, to the ring? I wouldn't do that. He probably wouldn't. You're right. <laughs> What's the, the saying they say? Too many cooks in the kitchen, something like that? Yeah. Too many, too many cooks in the kitchen or too many chiefs, not enough Indians. He it. said it. <laughs> See, talking about Indians, TBS, Atlanta Braves, Ted Turner. I'm thinking WCW. about you. There you go. He's gone, Nate. Eric I mean, Bischoff was a fanboy as well. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin right, Nash, right. Lex Luger, Bill Goldberg. Well, they all had creative control, just like Matt Jackson, right. Nick Jackson, Do Kenny they? Omega. Right, right. Do they have full control over their uh, characters? More or less, I would say so. I think you know, this is too many cooks. This was a very early proverbial topic on the show that I don't think we ever got to, but it's just kind of just talking about this exact thing: the management style or the overall style of AEW versus WWE. Where in AEW, it's more of a collaborative effort, yeah, and versus WWE style, where it is one person's in charge. It, it it harkens back to that old WCW uh, committee um, crap that they had back in the day. Where <laughs> the Bill executive Watts. committee, yeah, yeah. Bill Watts. No, oh. Bill Watts was <laughs> he was basically like well, yeah, like Vince, like it's my way or the highway. That's as it should be. You know, the product sucked at that time, but come on, man, you gotta keep these guys in line. You gotta not let them control. All right, oh, yeah. so I was listening to Bully Ray earlier today, and on Busted Open Radio, he basically said. B.O. You have Dustin Rhodes. You have um, Jake the Snake. You have Billy Gunn. Yep. You have uh, Jerry Lynn. Dean Malenko. You have Jerry Lynn. Why can't one of them guys, you know, be, be talent relations? Hell, you got Jr. I don't think Jr. wants to do it anymore. Well, though. I'm just saying, what you have all these great minds. Like, why you just can't have like one guy just? Be contro- in control well, of uh, Christopher Daniels is the head you, of talent relations, and he couldn't go to Collision to see him. That's the problem, though. You can't be a boss uh, and friends with somebody. You gotta. I've I've talked to my old supervisor too. Like, bro, when we go in, you're the supervisor. I'm the employee. If I fuck up, I expect expect you to fucking tell me where I fuck up. I don't want to hear this fucking friendship bullshit when we're on the clock. How that you, shit goes out the wit out the window for me. How do you build Collision? Based around CM Punk, just so you can keep away from Hangman and the Bucks and all them. You can't. Like how you do that? How you got the guy who's in control of uh, uh, talent relations, Christopher Daniels, had beef with CM Punk, and he can't even be at the show on Saturday nights. Like how? Yeah, you. It, can, it don't you, work like that. No, it don't. Are, are you guys familiar with you know the story of Jay Leno on the Tonight Show and Conan O'Brien when no. he became the host of the Tonight Show? You know, you do know the Tonight Show, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, so okay, so I'll try to do this quickly as I can. Take your time. Yeah, <laughs> in no rush. Yeah. Jay Leno was the host of the Tonight Show for a very long time, and that was at eleven thirty, and it went for an hour. And Conan O'Brien did late night uh, on NBC from twelve thirty on- onward. And at a certain point in time, there was an agreement that Jay Leno would step down, and Conan O'Brien would take a spot uh, as host of the Tonight Show. Um, but, you know, Jay Leno was still bringing the ratings, huh? a big star, right? So NBC, NBC, they kept extending his deal. Basically, Jay Leno would not go away. But why would? Why did he need to go away? He was still bringing ratings, right? But you have this young guy, Conan O'Brien. It's like, all right, you need a new, new blood, new generation coming in. And eventually they made a deal that in 2009 or 2009, Jay Leno would leave The Tonight Show and give it to Conan O'Brien. At that point, it was five years. They gave him five years. Jay Leno, you have the Tonight Show for five more years. And then you have to leave somewhere, and Conan will step up. But what had happened was uh, Jay Leno's ratings stayed high. And when it came time to switch, you know, the kind of like uh, the Bret Hart Survivor Series thing in a, in a time-honored tradition, 
you know, Jay Leno should have stepped down, gave the reins to Conan, and Conan be the host of the Tonight Show, and everybody's happy, right? That's not what happened. NBC, because they were, you know, uh, money-hungry corporate guys, <laughs> they said, hey, Jay Leno, we'll give you a show at 10 p.m. for one hour. Basically, do your show, The Tonight Show, at 10 o'clock. Conan will be at 11.30 and do that. And, you know, Conan kept his mouth shut. He's just like, okay. But if you really think about it, that's just such a dumb move. How yeah. are you going to have The Tonight Show, minus the name, before The Tonight Show? Yeah. So... What what also happened? Jay Leno's ratings tanked. Conan O'Brien as the new host of the Tonight Show, his ratings were not that good. So NBC decided, hmm, let's move Jay Leno back to eleven thirty for a half hour. Conan, you're back at twelve oh five. Wow. At twelve oh five, guess what? It's the tomorrow show. Okay? <laughs> that is when if you guys didn't know this, you know, that's when Conan O'Brien quit the Tonight Show, said, This is stupid. I refuse to do this, and you know Conan O'Brien. He he left the Tonight Show, left his big money contract, left his hopes and dreams, his whole life to be host of the Tonight Show since he was a little kid. And Jay Leno was the bad guy, you know. Um, what's the right thing there? Like, what what was the right move? Who was right or who was wrong? Was Jay Leno right? He was right in the sense that, why'd you take me off the air? I was still successful. That's his point of view. Yeah. NBC was like, we didn't want you to go, but we felt this loyalty to this young guy, this new blood. We had to give him the spot. And as Conan felt, it's like, dude, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. He's like Zack Ryder almost. He's just waiting in the wings, never getting that push. And it's like, he finally gets to the top, and then, boom, nothing. You know? But, I don't know. <laughs> Went on a long tangent here. I don't even know what I'm talking about it's anymore. Long story no. short. No. Long story short, uh, CM Punk still be in AEW. <laughs> uh, I depend on what really went on backstage. I don't know, man. It, if right, it well, was, let's, let's get into what was the right thing. What was the right thing? What was the right move? You know, um, let's get to the brawl out. Yeah, but there's there's sometimes like there, there's some employees or coworkers that you just want to just when you see them, you just want to knock them the fuck out sometimes too for the dumb shit they pull. But then it's like, it's you're not gonna cost my fucking job and my my living. Like, there's no way. There's no. Way. I know we have different, like, personalities. Everyone in different jobs that you all have to like act differently. But cannot let someone young get to you, bro. You just gotta let that shit go. Like, you gotta be the bigger man. You're the star. Let him talk all the shit he wants. Because in the end, you got you're gonna end up building him up. And he ain't gonna do nothing for you. But you know, CM Punk is the voice of the voiceless, so he's gonna speak his mind. I understand and that. And you got a problem with that? See him to his face. That's what he did to all these dudes in the elite. Yeah, he did. He did. I give him that. He, he, he told he might him straight suck up. in UFC, but he'll throw a punch. Oh man, real quick. I hope not. <laughs> I hope that's not what happened backstage. So basically, the whole brawl out situation, the young bucks was hesitant to even have CM Punk on their roster, but Tony Khan knew it was best for business because Punk is the highest merch seller. He drew the largest gate in AEW history. Now, and, uh, on his return, they were hesitant to bring him back, or the first time he came the in? The first time. But weren't they the ones advocating for him, too, in the beginning? At first, yeah, but they they had a feeling that he was a, a handful or whatever. But, like I said, too many cooks in the kitchen. 
If you're, gonna, if you're a star, you get that star treatment, and that's what Collision was. It was a star vehicle for CM Punk. And Sadly, that's how it is, bro. Exactly. But that whole brawl-out situation, whatever. Um, I remember I was watching Dynamite. Hangman Page went into business for himself. Yeah. Like, I have no idea where that shit stemmed from, but obviously there was stuff going on backstage at the time. And I, then, I think I remember hearing, I guess there was a Comic-Con where... Adam Page actually said that I don't have to listen to anybody. I'm an EVP. Like I helped build this company. Exactly. Like, and he was talking shit about how how much money have you really drawn? Not a damn thing. You have not been on TV like an actual TV yet. Just because you helped start a company doesn't mean you're helping build it up even more. The ratings were still going down. You were the champ, and I, and I think was it during the pan- the pandemic or a little bit after a little after i want to say the ratings didn't go up much when you were the champ bro i hate to say it uh, and i love the chase the chase was good but when he had the title it, it did it not didn't do anything for me anymore. no I was like, ah, whatever so you you can't say you don't listen to veteran veteran advice I, even to this day i'm more the veteran in my my spot and i still ask for advice from other guys that are older than me that have done it for, for me it's like hey i'm good at this but what am i doing wrong not what I'm doing right. What am I doing wrong? Let me fix that. Because everyone can see when you're doing something right. All right, you stay, keep doing that. But what are you doing wrong? Get the, get the little, that rust off. Take that off. That way, the product's better. You're working better. People trust you more. It's, you got to think like that. You right. can't always think you have it. You got it down pat. You always got to find a flaw you can fix. If you want to get ahead in life, you want to be great, Listen to the your you know your elders. Take the take whatever advice you could possibly get to even, better yourself. Even if it, it might not work for you, still just all right. I appreciate you going out your way for me. It doesn't work for me, but I'm gonna give it a shot. If it doesn't work, I got a different way I can go. That's all you gotta do. Exactly. You, you don't need to just brush everybody off because you feel like you have it all together. I'm 35 years old. I still don't have it all together, and I'm still asking for advice. And it's it's working because I'm actually shutting the fuck up and listening. Throw back to a <laughs> old thing. I, just, I had to bring that back. That will be a T-shirt. Oh, Shut the man. hell up and listen. listen. Oh. That's it. Oh my god. Where are my gloves at? All right. <laughs> Where <are> the well, chops? <laughs> well, Hangman went on Dynamite, started talking trash out of nowhere, and then Punk basically said, "What did I ever do in the world to deserve?" The empty-handed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go on national TV and go into fucking business for himself. Everybody believed that because CM Punk is back that Colt Cabana got demoted to Ring of Honor. It was all politics. Like, they just trying to, you know, keep them dudes away from each other. It is what it is. I, I think, like you said, like the way Vince would have handled that, the way Tony Khan handled that, Vince would have set, closed him, uh, had him in a locker room. Hey, I know you guys got beef. Fix this shit right now. Shut it down. I don't give a shit what you guys are going through because it's not going to go on in my locker room. Sure, you know who else had beef? But they uh, they create magic. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Them two ain't friends. Really? I mean, you, would never, you would never know just by the yeah, way they... They, cause they want to be the best and only one can be the best and... Yeah, you watched the American Nightmare documentary? I did, but I don't remember really seeing that part. It. It's on Peacock. All right, move on. Watch the Kurt Angle one. Also I got to watch that. I need, I need to watch that as well. But, yeah. Um, I mean, you can also go with Brett and Sean. Those two guys. Exactly. Them two. Those two guys made each other better. 
Unfortunately, they friends either. no. But th- that's when you really know you can really trust somebody. You're like, listen, I don't, I can't stand you, but we're about to make magic. Can I trust you not to fuck me up in the ring? And sure enough, they they took care of each other. Two of the greats, two of the goats, Mount Rushmores. I don't give a shit what you call them. That's how you handle business. Exactly, I do what's best for business. You get, you can't be selfish all the time. This the time and place, but in the ring, no. No need for that shit. All right, Dom. Oh man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm the, really active today. The, the Young Bucks and um, Kenny Omega. So, Punk goes on a rant, eating his uh, what was it, his donut <laughs> at the press conference, whatever, whatever he was eating. Long story short, he went to the locker room and the elite met him backstage. Fucking punk started throwing hands with Matt Jackson. Ace still throws a chair at Nick Jackson. Started biting fucking Kenny and pulling his hair. Oh my god, it's like what's going on? Like, first of all, I wanna know who's leaking all this information. Like, why? Keep that shit backstage. Like the fans don't need to know what's no. going on. I- I've said it in the previous podcast. Do we know too much what's going on in the back backstage on either company? There's some stuff I don't mind, but it's like that. You know, keep that behind closed doors, guys. Yeah, like seriously, like why? Why? What are you doing? You're just creating more attention, like bad. You know, you don't need attention. bad pub. They don't. They don't need that right now. And you're such a young company. Why would you want that? Like, whoever's doing that, they should be automatic fucking fired, or just even throw a little cheese out there. That's what you need to do. Throw a little cheese. See if the rats fucking leak it out. And then, gone. That's how you do it, man. You want to get rid of the rats? Throw a little peanut butter in that fucking... It's probably somebody who's not getting no shine. They try being on dark or elevation. Well, do better. Get your (laughs) character up. Work on your promos. Or start kissing ass to Tony Khan. Not even that. Fucking actually listen to the guys that are the veterans. When fucking Christian Cage is in the ring talking about, hey, you need to work on this. Shut your ass up and go listen to that motherfucker. Dustin, come on now. You got Mark Henry. You think I'm not going to take advice from those guys? Shit. John, you're pretty quiet over there. Is the heat getting to you? No, he's just... (laughs) Um... I don't know. this, This is very... Just getting to you, John. John's an AEW guy, so he feels some type of way. I'm an AEW guy, too, but I'm getting tired of these guys being fucking babies, man. All right, so let's go to All Out. Was it All Out in Wembley? All In. All, all, all in, in, All Out. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All week. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I guess Jungle Boy wanted to do some spot with the car with real glass. Punk just said, no, don't do it, whatever. He's protect- Which I have, you know. I would on, take now. that advice. There's no need to. You, got, you get killed. You pop an artery, whatever. You see what happened with Goldberg when you fucking did that? He ain't been the same since. Goldberg but yeah, um, he trying to use some advice, and then you're going to say what you say. Cry me a river. Punk ain't having that. No. He's not having that. No. So, that's why you get choked up. <laughs> he did this right before his match. They was trying to move the match 
you know, give Punk some time, whatever. But you, he was Tony Khan's afraid he was gonna walk out, and Samoa Joe had to break that shit up and calm him down. And I guess Punk had some words for Tony Khan, and this dude, oh, I feel scared for my life. Like, man, grow some fucking balls, man. Seeing Punk not gonna hurt you. If he really wanted to, he could have. <laughs> well, that's right. He could have. He could, so have. could have. That's where the problem is. Yeah. He, Tony Khan, not used to anybody giving him uh, a verbal lashing like that. I mean, I would think he would. He helps run an NFL team. His all dad, those pers- his dad. Uh, all the over the what is it? The uh, Premier League. That's a lot of freaking guys you got to fucking manage, and a lot of different personalities. Not everyone's gonna be nice to you just because you're the boss. Tony Khan will have a, a bad bone in his body. Hate to say it. And why is that painted as a negative thing? Not not every male That's, that you're gonna get to the situation you're at right now. Yeah, He's but have guys walk over. You gotta get a little get a little edge. The most heelish thing he did was going to Chicago crowd and start talking and say why he did what he did, whatever. Cause he felt unsafe. Like man, grow some balls, man. Well, you know what? Yeah, I don't know, bro. You're suspended. Go home. Go home. Jack Perry suspended indefinitely, which we know he'll probably be back in like two months. Yeah. If I, if I was a young person today, I would say that's a very hyper-masculine way of looking at things. Yes. And You got to think and, about and the way yeah, society is now, too. Now. You know, Abel says he's 35. I'm 38. You know, and we, we weren't, like I said, we're not old, but we're not young spring chickens either. And there are, and this goes beyond wrestling now. There's a generation of people, <laughs> big millennials, born after the millennium of the year 2000, and you can see it all across society now. Yeah. Like there, you know that, like we're talking about Vince McMahon and that style of management, that style of person, that style, that idea of what a man is supposed to be. That's a, it can be considered a very antiquated, old style of thinking. The way Tony Khan is, for right or for wrong, it's a more modern way of thinking where you treat everyone nicely. You don't call people names. You don't physically assault people for no reason. You don't hit people. You know, yeah. that kind of that roughhousing, that kind of stuff was okay in a previous generation, in that toxic, over masculine generation. Vince never did that. We're try- <laughs> is he serious? In character. Oh, come on. In now. character. He tried to wrestle fucking Kurt Angle. <laughs> no, no, no. You just said on this show moments ago, it's like, if you're in Vince McMahon's locker room, you know, he just slapped the fuck out of you for doing something wrong. That doesn't happen in Tony Khan's locker room. Because no. that's not the right way to be. Whether it shapes you into the right person or the wrong person, that style... It doesn't work for you everybody. Know, it, it doesn't work nowadays. It, you can't. You can't make the same jokes as a comedian in 2023 that you could make in 20. 20- 16. Yeah, you get yeah. 2015. Yes, true. Year 2000. I'm watching this movie called Dodgeball, okay? I thought it came out around 2003. I thought it was freaking hilarious at the time. Yep. I watched it, like, within the last year. This movie will be canceled today. <laughs> it was. Okay? It's just not the same society, and it's just not the same world we live in anymore. And like I said, it's not, not to say it's better or worse than the way it used to be. I mean, and, you know, you just turn on the news, and you see stuff, and you're like, so-and-so is doing this bad thing and like they're 19 years old yeah. they're 23 years old and so to say oh it's the younger people uh they know how to handle themselves well it's like no they don't they don't <laughs> you know i'm still surprised by that it's like people you know literally half my age they're doing terrible things it's like what's wrong with you We're, aren't we a more open inclusive society nowadays apparently not no you know I, so I, something's still wrong out in the world how old is tony Khan? 
Just, just I curious. don't know. I, I think he's about our age. Close I don't to know. 40? 41, maybe? But he's not 75. Nah, I know he's not. <laughs> I know he's not that old. I was just you know. curious. I'm not Who curious. can you relate to more right now? Like, but, but Tony Khan is basically in that same era where Vince first started WWE under his regime, where he was like 35 or 40-ish. Sure. So the so, Vince McMahon of... Uh, of the the nineteen early eighties and late seventies and early eighties was completely different. Was a completely different person than he is today. And if maybe for that era, he was he didn't do things right either. No, he he kind of if you look back, he kind of was like Tony Khan in a way because he had that one guy he fed everything to, Hulk. Hey, whatever you want, Hulk. You heard whatever you want. You heard the story. What story? Hogan said on uh, Joe Ro- Seth Rogan's uh, podcast. Seth or Joe. Seth, Joe, whoever, one of the Rogans. Anyways. <laughs> quite a difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I can't Hogan get that. Was fi- Hogan was fired from the WWF for doing Rocky Three. Yep. That was under Vincent yep. K. McMahon. Yep. Vince Senior. Senior. And then uh, Vince. Junior. Junior. Oh, no. He signed Hogan because uh, the old man. <laughs> because got, he was in Rocky he, Three. He got sick. Yeah. He was sick, whatever. And then. Vince told him what he wanted to do. He wanted to take all the territories, and he did that. With one man, yeah. boom, and it worked out. Man just did what he had to do. That was it, but, you know, you know, he was hungry at the time, and uh, you see Vince pop up on, what, NWA TV, if, National Wrestling Alliance TV, whatever, and yeah. World Championship Wrestling, all that. Mid-Atlantic, he, he did that. He you know, he uh, he dominated the map. Straight monopolized everything. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Long story and, short is, yeah. like... Go on. Yes, come on. It's just one guy. It was, he yeah. just did what he had to do. Like, right. Triple H, he's going to be in that same boat, but he's not going to be gonna... aggressive. Like how you say, you know, Vince was yeah. back in the day, whatever. Yeah. No, I think Triple H understand, because he was one of the boys, how the locker room really works. The difference between Tony Khan and Vince, they never really were the boys. They may have directed the boys on what to do and how to go, but having Triple H actually being in that locker room, you know, going on over the road with the guys and understanding what they go through, it's a little bit different. So they can, you know, like trace stories and like, well, you know, that that works, but this works better. It, it's it's different mindsets. It it is different mindsets. But well, I still think Tony Khan's a fanboy. We're all fanboys. No, no matter even even though Vince says he's not a fanboy, he's a fanboy. Regardless, he loves the business. Oh, he loves the business, but you're not gonna be chilling with him after hours. He was back in the day. He was with I mean, Hogan, Hogan, Andre. Yeah, that, that was his guys, Hogan, yeah. Andre, whatever. But you know, he had parties with them constantly before, but then yeah, yeah, you know, little WrestleMania parties, little Christmas parties, whatever. That's it, you know. You do that, but yeah, no, at just different times. That's basically that's what it is. It's different times. Back then, there was no no cell phones. You, you weren't gonna know what was going on back then. It was no. They had some dirt sheets, but it was nothing major to you know. Well, see, that's, everything come out now. That, yeah, that's Listen, another but, problem too. Back in that day, you literally got away with murder. Literally. Yeah. Literally got away with murder. Literally. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Okay? You got away with you literally got away with murder because you're right. There was no social media back then. There was no immediacy back then. There was no internet back then. You couldn't leave a motel in 
blank ass you, Pennsylvania you know without how, a robe. You know how the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan got, you know, got caught. Got fired. Yeah, they were driving down the road together smoking weed and they got pulled over. And you know who when the public found out about that story? Two years later. Yep. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Yeah, that's. Times has changed. It really has, but. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's breaking. I got to break the story. I got to break the story. It's got to break the story. It's Nothing can be kept a secret. That's why, like, when there's, like, a surprise entrant, like, at the Rumble or anything, like, even, like, surprise debut where nobody knows, it's like, everyone's like, oh, why didn't nobody uh, tell anybody? Shut up. Just be surprised just, for once. Yeah, just be surprised. If, if you're talking about the, the, you know, the, the backstage nature being too open to the public nowadays. Yeah. What does that remind John of? It reminds me of the Obama administration, and they want an era of transparency in their administration. Did that actually happen? Nope. No. But the idea was, let's be more transparent with all our decision-making, with all our policies, all that stuff. That transparency is, what that means is I can see it. We can see it. We know it. It's not being hidden from us. That's what the news is nowadays. We know everything that's going on backstage. That's transparency. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? That's a whole other freaking topic than just talking about CM Punk today. <laughs> okay? But, you know, that, that's what it is. So if there was less transparency, the people would say, we need more transparency. Yep. Well, guess what, pal? You got it now, and now you say it's too much. So what's it going to be? It's never, it doesn't matter what it is. What can we do to make you happy as a fan? Nothing. Tell you too much? pull back you know like a magician you, you ever watch those fox specials those one hour magician yeah. secrets how did they saw that woman in half i'll never tell but if you watch <laughs> the special you can find out secrets of pro wrestling harley race we know that was you telling everyone how you can scrape you got a guy a headlock you scrape them their eyes across the top rope but oh that's my thumb holding in front of your eye as i'm yes. running across the top rope thank you harley race i'm the king Fabe. i really do i know you know yeah, you missed kayfabe until you were back in that era, and you're like, I wish I knew more stuff. Nah, because I enjoyed it for the moment. That's right. You enjoyed more things back in, you know, back in uh, for me, 96. Yes. When Yoko, when Vader Vader bombed Yokozuna's leg into a splint and they had to carry him out on a on a forklift, that uh, was a heart-wrenching moment for me, man. That was, that that was, was tough. Right. That was one of the worst episodes of Monday Night Raw ever. <laughs> Shawn Michaels landed in the show. Big Daddy Cole Diesel comes in with a title belt, just smashes Shawn Michaels. Uh, and that show ends that way, leading to their pay-per-view match at Good Friends, Better Enemies, in your house. April 96. And, or, or Owen Insiguri fucking uh, Shawn. Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was like, what is going on here? Like, I like that shit. We didn't know. You had to tune in the following week. Like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? But of course you liked it. You were a kid. Exactly. You know, you want to be a kid now? Sure. I don't know. All right. <laughs> I Great. don't know if I want to be a kid anymore. <laughs> Boom, you're broke. You ain't got no money because you're a kid and you don't have a job. You <laughs> no like podcast. That? Boom, no license. Can't drive your car. Boom, you can't go to McDonald's anytime you want. <laughs> Sad not? times. Two dollars. Sad That's times. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> McChickens. Shoot, it's like $3 for a McChicken. You want four piece? It's three oh nine. You want sauce? It's 50 cents extra. I'll go to Wendy's and get a $5 Biggie Bet. They closed, yeah, homeboy. <laughs> it's seven, eight dollars now they for got, that. They got options now for Biggie Bet. It's Jeez. a multi-dollar menu now. Yeah. That's it. Everybody's got a price. Well, that's usually four oh nine for five piece chicken nuggets. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh boy. CM Punk. CM Punk. So anyway. 
CM Punk here. I just love how everything's related to this anyway. Everything's like it really does. Is. We're not talking about CM Punk, but it's all related to CM Punk. Especially three, Jay Leno on the Tonight Show. Three <laughs> degrees of separation, John. Oh, six One degrees. degrees of separation. See, it reminds me of this. Um, but the whole situation with CM Punk, it's just a sad situation. You have this guy. He, it's just he, basically society mirroring itself all over again. It really is. He's just the wrong gay guy at the wrong <laughs> company at the wrong time. You know, CM Punk, he didn't belong in AEW. He's not an AEW guy. And much like a lot of people that watch AEW, they're not AEW people. They're he, WWE people. So CM stick Punk to your own brand. Is CM Punk a WWE guy? I don't think <laughs> well, so. That's tough to say. I don't um, think so. He so. was a Ring of Honor guy that went to WWE and he got... You know, he had a great career there, and uh, do you see him go back to the E? There's it, gonna be a big phone call if that happens. I can see it, but the thing with CM Punk right now, like it where he goes from here, it's like, dude, you just burned yourself up. You did not look good in this situation at all. You had some uh, uh, reasonable doubt, whatever you call it. Um, yeah, that that bridge is. You, know, you had some doubt with all that other stuff that happened last year. And with Hangman before that. And then you got injured by jumping into the crowd like an idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, but this time it's like you had a, a third, fourth, fifth chance here. You got you got whatever you wanted. You got your own show. You got the people you did not want to work with away from you. You were given everything that you wanted. And you throw another hissy fit at, a, at another wrestler again. What's wrong with you? And I think... I think maybe Kevin Nash said it. It's like, you know, this goes beyond pro wrestling now. There is something wrong with you, CM Punk, psychologically, that you need desperate help with. This goes beyond anything now. And you, know, you can blame it on a hangman being a young guy not accepting advice. You can blame it on Jungle Boy not being being disrespectful to his superiors, his elders. Yes. You can say those things, and you're not wrong. You know, there are ways to do things, and th arguably they did not do them the right way. But... CM Punk, with his experience, with his age, with his tenure, with his star power, he should have been a bigger man. And, he, you know, he should have been a bigger person about this whole thing and not be so sensitive and not, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, Tony Khan is, is not a physically intimidating person. You know, and you don't have to physically threaten him. And, and threats come in all, you yes. know, <laughs> at work sometimes I, I take the, my work gloves that I don't have right now. I take the gloves. <laughs> and I jokingly, but I throw them at somebody. And, and you know, it's a thing. It's, I'm smiling. It's, it's whatever it is. But, but technically, that is a threat. Yeah. That is assault. And, I, and I'm, 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 it's a joke. You know, but it is technically considered assault. So CM Punk, in any manner that he did in Wembley, backstage, before the pay-per-view actually occurred... Oh, nearly assaulted Tony Khan, threatened Tony Khan. That is unprofessional in a deeper sense than Jungle Boy saying, "Hey, real glass." You know who's really unprofessional there, and that's CM Punk. Yeah, and that's why he doesn't deserve a sixth chance in pro wrestling in any company. You know, you're done, man. You're done, and you know that's what that's really what the show is about. Never mind Jay Leno and Conan and and the millennials <laughs> and this. CM, this show is about CM Punk right now. Just got fired from AEW. Might as well just get fired from pro wrestling as a whole. Yeah. But you're done, man. You're done. Yeah. You know, Basically, John just said, CM Punk, cry me a river. Oh, boy. Justin Timberlake, singing me, cry me a river. <laughs> JT. 
you know. Um, so I guess the the last uh, wrestling show we'll ever see him on will be on heels. <laughs> Probably get kicked off that one too. Hey, and, you know you see photos of him randomly hanging out with people like, you know, the one with uh, like JBL and uh, I think Farouk at like the Cauliflower Alley or something yeah, like that. Recently, like, yeah, that week. looks nice. He looks fine. I saw you know saw a reel of him with like a like a Make a Wish kit or something like that. It's like that was nice, and yeah. he seems like a nice guy, but. You, you know. just can't, like you said, you cannot be sensitive to what these young guys are saying or doing. Like, there's sometimes I feel the same way. Like, I yeah. want to tell these guys, yo, you shouldn't do that. But you know what? Let them to each his own. They're going to figure it on their own. When they go back to you, like, I should have listened. And you just say, hey, I told you. If CM Punk really was from a previous generation and not the modern generation, if he really is from the older generation, then you're right. He should be thick-skinned as hell. But he's not. You know, it's like someone saying shit to you in an old school way. You just you just grin and take it. Yeah. Right. That's how we were brought up. Lash out. That's unfortunately how we were brought up. So he's right in the in between. The old way is like, yeah, you know, you say something bad to me, I'm gonna punch you in the face. The (laughs) new way, I'm gonna tell human resources. (laughs) (laughs) What's the middle? CM Punk is right in the middle. It's like, do I do? uh, I'm gonna punch you while I'm calling. (laughs) I'll lunge at you. I'll threaten you. That's where CM Punk was at, you know. I quit it! I quit it! <laughs> you know. I don't know. my life. <laughs> CM Punk, he's just, he's done. He's, yeah, I think so he's I done. So I guess we're not going to see him done. in Chicago Survivor Series? No, not at all. Won't see me there either, pal. He can come out with the real world title. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Maybe about- against the Universal Champion. What a, remember when no. he spray painted that belt the first time? He was like, "This is my symbol." I'm like, eh, "That's a symbol for everyone's symbol. That's fucking Rogue's symbol. That's Gambit's symbol. That's Morph's symbol." Because they're all X Men. Yes. Ninety seven coming soon. Disney Plus. Can't wait. <laughs> well, they gave Bishop a haircut. What the hell? <laughs> oh Lord. Oh Lord, indeed. Oh Lord, CM Punk. You're done, bro. Yeah, you think so too? What are your final thoughts on CM Punk? Yeah, Dom? No. I'm a, I like Punk, but he's burning bridges everywhere. And what's next? Impact? No, nothing, nothing. <laughs> no, it, no. Old Christopher Daniels on Impact as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah my man's definitely done. Let's see, want to go to New Japan Wrestling think, Society X? I don't even think New Japan's going to deal with that bullshit. CM Punk is going to be wrestling on cards featuring the likes of Travis Banks, the Kiwi Buzzsaw, and the villain Marty Skrull. That's where CM Punk is headed. That's how exile he's going to be. Nah, he better Jeez. not go to Mexico. Viva la raza. They might throw up the X. Oh, boy. <laughs> might throw up oh, two boy. of them. Dos Equis. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're done with CM Punk, Punk too, eh, Don? Punk, Punk. Uh, I'll keep on following and see what's going on with the dude. And, of course. But... I, you know, I'm a punk fan. I like punk, but come on, man, you're doing too much right now, man. Just this, you missed the business for seven years. You finally came back. You got what you wanted for the fans, but you're basically saying fuck you, fans, and you're not giving us what we want. Sadly, yeah, that's that's what it is. And as a person wearing a half CM Punk T-shirt, Abel, what are your f- <laughs> what are your final thoughts on I- CM Punk? My thoughts is I hope that like uh, like his friends, the guys that support him, don't don't become collateral damage either. And like these guys, mm. FTR, I know they they ride or die with him, but 
this might be a fight you might want to just stay away from because you guys are really talented, you, especially Dax, man. You you are probably the man soon. If you keep doing what you're doing, I don't want to see anything bad happen to you. Anybody, any, anyway, but just... Right now, I'm done with CM Punk for now. For now. Do I want to see him do better? Yeah, I'd, I'd never want to see anybody fail or do bad, but you gotta you gotta grow up, bro. Like you gotta let shit go. You can't be sensitive to this shit. Let the guy talk. Who cares? He wants to fucking kill himself. Too bad. Oh, I'm getting it. He's just here. He's trying to prevent you from killing yourself. I know. God, I was reading it earlier today <laughs> that um, he wanted to come back to this past Royal Rumble and uh, have a little feud with his boy Kevin Owens. That would have been nice to see. Who? Punk. How the hell are you going to do that? If they didn't bring him back. He, ah. he, he, he considered it. He wanted to go back to the WWE and have, you know, get that one last run. Do you think, he did, did, Owens. Do you think he did this on purpose now? So you diss Kevin Owens, too. <laughs> who knows? You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, things happen between people and friends, but, I mean, CM Punk and Ace Steel. Close friends, right? He, CM yeah, Punk defended Ace Steel to the bone, yeah. right? <laughs> the Second City Saints. CM Punk, A-Steel, Colt Cabana. They're the, they're the three. They're the same. What the fuck happened there? Yeah. You know? I found number two. But, I don't know. I have no idea. But Well, the, the conclusion of the this episode of the It Doesn't Matter podcast is that CM Punk, regardless of who, what, when, where, how, and why, at least this show, we are done with you, sir. For, the, for now, until the foreseeable future, yeah. CM Punk... Vamos. The next time, CM Punk, I will see you when it's when I sell your action figure on eBay <laughs> for top dollar. Hit roll. <laughs> well. 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 This episode sucked. I'm sober. Drinking this fucking <laughs> Mountain Dew. Hey, I gotta recycle that. <laughs> 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 but... Until then, we will see you guys next week. I'm Notorious One. I'm here with Poppy Platino. I'm here with Mr. Adequate, Mr. Small Package, Mr. John Lee. See you soon. Boom. Boom.